0: I just came by to stir your soul up a bit. This is the Perfectly Imperfect podcast with Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly.
1: We believe it's through our journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters because we're all perfectly imperfect.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Imperfect. I'm Regina. And
1: I am Christine. You know how I was at Identity LA, which is the ISA live concert, and you had a booth (laughs) there? It felt so good to be able to meet you guys in person. And I was telling Regina, there were quite a few of you guys that came up saying like, oh, you listen to our podcast. And I was just so overwhelmed by that because, I don't know, I feel like even though we know you guys are listening to actually see you guys in person and put a face to some of the comments. It's just like, oh,
0: you're an actual person listening. I know, that always blows my mind. And didn't you also do a talk recently at Chapman as well?
1: Yeah, yeah. So the Asian Pacific Islander organization at... Chapman University invited me out to give an encouraging talk to their graduating seniors. And I just love, love connecting with them. I mean, I really walked away feeling this just felt right. I really, really want to do not just college tours, but a college discussion with different orgs and campuses. As I was listening to a lot of these graduates' story about their struggles during college, I really was like, wow, there's so much here that I don't know. Us talking about our experiences here on the podcast is one thing, but then really wanting to connect better with you guys out there and just our community itself. I want to learn more. So if you're part of an organization or you know a group of friends or something and you wanna reach out to us, we can form like a discussion group it would be such a great place to actually meet and talk to you guys in person.
0: Yeah. We're definitely, definitely super interested in doing events with you guys.
1: I guess what we're saying is email us at the perfectly imperfect podcast at gmail.com. If, you want to host a discussion. You're a part of an organization that can bring Regina and I out. And we can start this train going. I actually want to do this sooner than later. I'm, I'm just so pumped up about that. I'm so We're excited. super
0: pumped up. You should see the looks on our faces. We look like smiling idiots. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> yes! And on that note, Christine, what are we talking about today?
1: So this week's topic is something that every single one of us has faced sometime in our life. It's either something that we're currently going through, you have gone through, and you definitely will still continuously go through. It's something that even someone in my mid-30s that I find that even though I can logically understand what the fear of failure and what the idea of failure means to me, I still find myself struggling in the face of failure and the shame, the embarrassment, the judgment, and basically how i feel like i'm defined by failure and we wanted to discuss this because it's something that both me and regina are currently going through now at the different stages of our lives with the different life lessons and i know this is something that you guys regardless of age and we're regardless of location It's just an internal thing that we have to mentally process our way through it because it's not really the failure, it's what we tell ourselves and how we see ourselves through it.
0: Yeah, and I think ultimately it's how does that fear drive us and how does it affect our actions? That fear of failure can drive so much of the direction you choose to go in your life. I think one of the things that is fair to mention is that failure, it's going to come in pretty much daily, but it's how you handle yourself. I am absolutely terrified of failure. And a lot of the days I wake up and I feel like I'm constantly just catching up with other people. And a lot of the things that I'm doing with my life, am I doing too much? Am I doing too little? Am I doing enough to keep up with my peers or am I not doing enough? I look at other people and I see that they're making more money or they have better jobs. And then that makes me feel like, oh my gosh, like what am I doing with my life?
1: Yeah, yeah. What is one experience of failure in your life that you really had to overcome? And how did you feel during the struggle?
0: I'll start kind of from the beginning of when I first moved to New York. You know, I think I've kind of mentioned in the past, when I moved out here, I didn't have a job. One of my best friends started med school. My roommate had started her hospital job. And I'm just sitting at home every day. So for my first seven months here, I was unemployed. And at the time, my family was going through a really hard time because my grandma was really sick. I was here, you know, in New York spending all this money and not receiving an income while also spending time away from my mom who really needed me. And so I just felt this immense guilt. Mm -hmm. I felt I felt like a failure because I couldn't be the daughter that my mom wanted me to be, which was to be by her side and help her through this really tough time. And I wasn't doing anything here. And so I was like stuck in this in between. I knew that I was spending a ton of money because I was living in Manhattan and I was flying back and forth so much. And I I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I think during that time period, I was really depressed because it was really hard to get out of bed. I I had a lack of motivation to find a job because I had been rejected by so many jobs. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I was contributing to society in a positive way.
1: It's always at the face of your darkest times that those thoughts just overtake you. And Mm -hmm. then suddenly you just believe all of those negative things about yourself because everything in the world is not really going your way.
0: That fear too of not being able to get out of it.
1: Yeah. Like you said, you couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. So it just felt like this was your everyday. Like, is this going to be it for however long? And then you see other people progress in their lives and move forward and do all these things in life. And you're like, Mm -hmm. is this the best that I can do and achieve at this time? And if I don't land this job that looks like this, or if I don't do these things that mean something to the world, then what does that say about me as a person? It's like the constant soundtrack in the back of your head. It's always feeding you these negative thoughts of you're not enough. Yeah, you're not good enough. And it's hard to argue that when your external circumstances are supporting that. You're constantly looking at everyone else so that it's your measure of where you are in life versus looking at yourself and what it means to you because your path is different from other people. Those are the thoughts that really define who we are versus what the world wants to define us as. So as you were going through this, what are the actual thoughts that you were telling yourself?
0: I think that once you receive that many (laughs) rejection letters... You're just kind of like, oh my God, no one in this world is going to hire me. I think a lot of it also came back to never being good enough in school and trying to fake my way through it and pretend like, oh yeah, I'm doing really, really well. So I think that it got to a point where I was like, I don't even know if I'm ever going to get an entry level job because there are so many people who are smarter than me, who are more connected than me. Who wants to help me if I can't help them at this time? Isn't
1: it crazy how we cut ourselves down further and further into this like pit of failure? Oh man, I can't even get an entry level job. Oh man, I'm not qualified
0: for anything. Yeah, like, it takes such a dark turn. Like it, it goes from like zero to 100 real yeah, quick. And like there's quick. no transition of it. And I remember at the time, I was also like kind of seeing a guy. And then we stopped talking. So I was like, I have nothing going for me. I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have a job. I, all my friends are working. I don't have money. It was just checkbox after checkbox of things that I didn't have. And everyone else around me seemed to have. And that really is where the root of all those feelings of failure are.
1: Like your deepest, darkest fears come out during those times. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life with no Mm -hmm. money. My friends will not want to associate with me. My family's going to give up on me because they're just like, oh my God. It's too much to handle. Yeah, such shame. Such shame. (laughs) You bring your family dishonor. Yeah, it's just like all these... Horrible thoughts that, if you actually really think about it, it's like they're just nightmares that have taken shape and gotten out of control in your head and you kind of have to root yourself back into reality. And reality as in not just your external circumstances, but who you are as a person. It's like if you graduated college, even if you graduated high school, it shows that you have the ability to learn and then that you have knowledge and that if you're a compassionate human being and you understand what it means to work in a team, you bring that into an organization, you bring that into a group of friends. And, you know, there are all these lovable
0: things about you that you don't remember any of that Mm -hmm. in the times of failure. I feel like that fear of it, it becomes such a burden because then you think all these negative thoughts and then you're so down on yourself that it hinders your self-confidence and it makes you not even want to go out anymore because you're like, oh, well, the minute they meet me, they're going to think that I'm not good enough and they're not even going to consider me.
1: It's almost like self-fulfilling prophecy where you start channeling all these negative thoughts And then you exude those negative thoughts Mm -hmm. as in you're like, I'm not going to get this. So then you go into the interview with that energy. Then it starts happening in that way. It's a downward
0: spiral. (laughs) It's funny because when you tell me a lot of your fears, (laughs) it's kind of that same thing where I'm like, But you have so much other stuff that's so great. and But like sometimes your mind does that weird thing where you can only focus in on the things that you see. Like you get tunnel vision.
1: Yeah, I mean that's exactly where I'm currently at and I think it's a mix of my external circumstances and my depression and mixing the two is just not a good blend of <laughs> dealing with the fear of failure mm-hmm. in my mid 20s which is almost like 10 years ago I was in the exact same situation where the type of life and career that I wanted to pursue like Regina said there's no blueprint of okay so you know you get a job here and you work your way up for how many X amount of years and then you can move on to this company Where it wasn't it was I just had a general idea that I wanted to be a part of this Asian American community that helps build positive and real stories around Asian American stories. And I didn't really know where to start, where to go every day I couldn't find a footing in terms of like, is this the type of company that I want to apply for? Do I want to try crafts at home? And maybe that will lead somewhere. The more that I was just like meddling in that and exploring, the more I lost focus in terms of what was important to me. All of those things start to define me as a person where I was like, oh, you're not even making any money. Look at you. You want to move out. You, you're like, you start focusing on the dreams that you want to achieve, but you can't achieve because of where you're standing at. And it kind of makes you feel upset at yourself that you're not moving forward quickly enough, or that you seem like you're never going to get there. I was just in that state of getting more and more upset and down on myself, and I really started to put value into the things that really didn't matter. It's like how people saw me. What people thought. Yeah, and then my parents, though they were encouraging, but also still just like, what are you doing? And come on, (laughs) do something. And I was like, the one person that wants to do all that is me. You don't think that I want to move forward? The more that I tried, the more that I wasn't getting anywhere. And it was just moving down and down and down and down. You know, looking back now, obviously all of those things made sense because the jobs that I wanted to apply for, I was looking for, I didn't get. It actually led me to the exact job that I needed to be at. And they wanted me and I wanted to be there. And it was one of those like, oh, I can't believe that this actually is my dream life that's happening right now. So after going through that in my twenties, now being in my thirties, I understand that I know what failure means. I've talked about it all the time where failure is like a stepping stone, right? It's like you need failure in order to learn more about yourself, learn about your limitations, learn about your potentials. And in that way you need to take those risks in order to move forward. Failure is just life lessons in preparing you for the next stage of your life. You need to learn those skills, learn the right mentality in order to tackle on bigger battles that are ahead just for you. And I know that. I learned that. I learned that the hard way. But now I'm in my 30s. And like I said, mixed with where I'm at in my life and the depression. This is where I was like, this topic is a good self-reflection on my part right now. Because even though I know that, I know the true idea of failure and how society has twisted and used that to makes us feel like we're not enough so that they can sell us more things, so that they they can measure us, compare ourselves to other people so that we want to be better and like, oh, I want to look like this model. So I'm going to buy this product that she's selling to me. Because if you take away all the value that society Puts on these things, like they put labels onto these, like, oh, if you look like this, therefore you are beautiful. This is what beautiful means. But that's just a label that exists because someone put that label there. If you pan out the world existing as it is, there is no label. There is no, this is beautiful, this is ugly. It's just things that humans have made up in order to feel better about ourselves.
0: And now social media has given the ability for us to put tangible numbers on how much someone likes you, on how good you think you look gives this I don't even know how to describe it because I know that I fall into it too where I'm scrolling on Instagram and you're totally right that girl that used that BB cream I want that BB cream I want to look like her her skin is glowing why don't I have glowing skin (laughs) Exactly. and glowing skin equals youth and vibrance (laughs) (laughs) oh man dark path that we're turning down I think the fact that Snapchat expires in twenty four hours, seeing that in real time, it's like that constant feeling of, oh, someone's doing this and so and so's doing this now, and then you're like, Oh, but I'm not doing anything. Here, let me post a Snapchat of my computer or, you know, this essay that I'm writing. I don't know. It just it blows my mind that, you know, we put so much of our worth in other people's hands.
1: And it's the idea that We constantly have to be proving our worth. So when I face the idea of what failure or my worth is in this world, I always try to pan out in terms of what it really means. Say with like social media, Snapchat or Instagram, the whole idea of trying to take nicer photos or always like posting what you're doing, it's the subconscious level. It's like you're trying to tell the world, I'm busy basically it's a cry for attention I feel like the whole human race is always asking for attention from other people if you look into the subconscious level what we're telling ourselves it's that the world tells us if we are doing these things if we are hanging out with these type of people then it shows that we are more important that our stories are are worth being heard and i feel like this whole lifespan is to prove to other people and to yourself basically that you are worthy of being heard relating it back to what i'm going through right now is that even though i can logically process that concept and i truly believe that this depressive state has made it a constant if not daily battle of fighting off those negative thoughts because if you really stop in silence and listen to those negative soundtracks in the back of your head, you will see how ridiculous those thoughts are. Oh, wow, well, you're at home while your friends are out. They really don't like you as much. Or this person got more likes on their photo versus you. Well, doesn't that just show that she's way more liked than you? And if you give it the attention that it wants, then it overtakes your life. Because that's just something where it will just lead down to this whole world of insecurities that you have. And that's essentially what the fear of failure is. If you get down to the root of things and you identify where this fear of failure comes from, could be that as a kid, your parents were really strict and they intimidated you with, oh, if you don't pass this test, then you're not going to get this toy.
0: I'm not blaming my parents in any way, but they definitely drilled that into my head of needing to do well. And then it got to the point where I was really scared of disappointing them. And because I decided to choose such a non-traditional route, I'm constantly feeling like I need to prove to them. And it's that feeling of like not doing enough. And, you know, I have a friend who started her own company and it's this platform for women to speak out and she's working with the UN and she opened an office in Paris. And when I'm so so happy for her and she's so successful. But I'm also looking at that, and I'm like, Oh, I'm never gonna get there. But I need to remind myself that was her path. That was what she was meant to do. Right. And this is what I'm meant to do. At the end of the day, I know that me and you, FaceTiming, sitting here with our mics, this is where I'm meant to be right now.
1: Exactly. That's the whole power of now and focusing on the present moment, exactly what you're doing versus time worrying about tomorrow and the future, which none of us know and can predict what will happen. So why waste present time worrying about stuff that we can't control? For your instance, the idea of failure and then what it means to proving your parents that you can make it work in this industry versus how they wanted you to go into a more stable career. Looking at it now, this is your life. If you give the idea that you're defined by success based off of what your parents see as success in this life then you will always be unhappy because that's not what your heart is telling you you're actually chasing somebody else's life for example for me the root of my fear of failure is that if say this whole idea of fulfilling my purpose doesn't come to fruition it goes down to that i feel like i don't belong Like, I don't fit in in this world.
0: Oh, Preach. Yeah, right?
1: It starts being an internal battle of, is it you? Are you being difficult? Are you having unrealistic expectations? Versus, I know in my heart, something out there is calling to me. And now I'm at a place where I don't know where that is
0: know that this is something that you're still going through but what do you think has helped you while you're going through a lot of failures what advice would you give to others who may be feeling the same
1: so there are a couple things that i have learned throughout my life and what i'm trying to channel now and especially with depression it's just another layer of negativity the first thing is owning the fear i think that when you say it out loud you kind of take away its power because if you're always running from it and you can't face it, then you can't see it for what it is. You know, you have to address it. What exactly are you scared of? And you say it out loud, then you actually hear yourself how ridiculous those statements are. And as much as your mind wants to believe in it, yeah, you're not good enough. You blah, blah 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 because that's what you've been told your entire life. That's how all of us have been told and believe in ourselves. You have to be like, that is not true. You actually have to, <laughs> you actually have to talk to yourself and be like, you've seen that is not true. If you really focus on what's important and the core of who you are, you know those thoughts aren't real. Then I focus on what I can and can't control. And I think that's really important where... You have to let go. There's so many external circumstances of whether you get a job or how people respond to you or how people look at you. That's their business. And although it pertains to you, as in you don't want them to look at you in a certain way, you want to be loved. Everyone wants to be loved. It's beyond your control because that's how other people process Mm -hmm. their lives and how they see themselves. And to be honest, it's a lot of battles and monsters that they're dealing with that has nothing to do with you. When you focus on the things that you can control, then you actually start to put importance on the things that really matter to you. The other thing is also what I'm trying to do now, which is don't worry about the future and what will be, what you think will be. Because then you waste precious time now of what is currently going on. I think all of us do this where we tap out and we're just zombies on our phones. We're not even aware of what's currently happening. I like we will be in a conversation with Jack and I'm really listening. I'm just on my phone. As, and it's so rude when you think about it, you know? And I, I realize that we all kind of do that. And it's so true and hilarious mm-hmm. in a way that you see all these like, oh, 10 steps to living a better life. And one of them is like, put your phone down. <laughs> It is the idea of now, which I know a lot of us have heard about channeling and being present in the moment is something really hard to do. And that's something you need to do Mm -hmm. in order to listen to the negative soundtracks that are constantly going on in our heads, because then it's actually Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. that we're not aware of, but obviously it impacts Mm -hmm. us and our actions. And we think that that's from us, but it's the voices, but we're not present enough to hear it and give it light. You focus on what exists right now, which is the fact that, let's just say... Regina and I were recording a podcast, which is something that we had dreamt about for years. Now it's actually happening. The fact that you guys are reaching out to us and connecting with it, instead of focusing on, oh, this episode isn't going as well or whatever it is, focusing on what really matters is that we're actually making things happen. That is the progress. That is what's important. And we're doing something that really speaks to our soul. And these are things that I constantly have to remind myself. And that is only by existing in the present moment.
0: And I think that if you ever find yourself in a rut, do a digital detox. It helps you be alone with yourself and really, as you said, dive into what it means to be you outside of what other people think, outside of the number of likes that you get. And when you're in this rut, I think what's helped me a lot is setting little goals in those days of unemployment where I woke up and I had no place to go and no place to be and just wanted to lay in bed and watch TV all day, I gave myself little goals. I would write down, look up five jobs or fix your resume. I'd give myself little things that are achievable. And I was telling Christine this earlier too, like even today when I set to-do lists, I put super menial things on there. I'll put like Swiffer the floor and vacuum the floor as two different tasks because when I do it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did two things and I feel so Accomplished afterwards. That is something to be proud of because <laughs> funny time to clean. Ugh. I think one of the things that really helped me is going outside and just breathe in yeah. nature and really appreciate the fact that you're alive. Do you know what the odds are of you being able to become a human being and then go out into the world, make it through this much education, and find a job and be a participative human that's living in society? Looking up at a park and seeing the trees and appreciating the fact like, wow, I live in New York and this is my life. I think that those are things that I've definitely taken for granted. But if you keep ignoring it, life's going to pass you by you're never going to be able to hone in on the things that you wanted to achieve because you were so busy worrying about things that don't really matter.
1: Right. That, that is totally exactly what it is. I do that with looking at the stars and then going to the beach Mm -hmm. and seeing how huge the ocean is and how endless to sound all like philosophical and everything. It's like, you feel so small and insignificant that your problems seem so insignificant in the grand scheme of things. It's just like how the world came to exist, Mm -hmm. that we are made of stardust and molecules and all of those things. The fact that you and I have met and come into existence is the odds of that, right? While Mm -hmm. also seeing how constant the waves hitting the sand is and kind of that reassurance that everything has its meaning and purpose. The significance of me existing at this time, in this space, as who I am, looking the way I am, having the thoughts and experiences that I've had, good or bad, are all gathered at this one well moment for a specific purpose. And that gives me significance. It drives me to want to constantly find the best expression of myself to honor that. That is kind of like the paradox of not taking life too seriously and enjoying the beauty of what mm-hmm. is created and what is there for mm-hmm. you to enjoy. But also knowing that you and what you're doing is very significant and very important. And that you are born enough. That is the ultimate takeaway for me where we're all born enough. Everyone has their battles and created to do something coming out of those battles. And that is where the fear of failure helps shapes you. I've come to realize that failure is not good or bad. It's just accumulation of life classes to teach you how to be a better version of yourself. And when I focus on that, then failure does not define me where I am, where my circumstances are, will come and go. That is just life.
0: What a wonderful way to wrap up this week's episode. Really want to go to the beach now. I feel like the beach and watching the waves is the one time I can really clear my mind. My mind is just blank. How many moments can you say in your life where your mind was just at peace and serene?
1: That's actually what a lot of gurus and spiritual leaders teach. The whole point of life is to have your mind be blank. To not think. Yeah, honestly. It's a skill. You just appreciate the moment, which is, I believe, what life is about. I think the fact that we get to end each episode and feel like, okay, we've made another episode and have people respond to it Mm -hmm. totally counteracts the idea of failure Mm -hmm. because in that sense, we're not failing. It's so (laughs) silly that... When I talk about failure or when she talks about failure, we look at each other and we're just like, what do you mean? Like, (laughs) that's totally not who you are and you're amazing. So wherever you guys are in your lives and if you're currently going through that type of situation and being down on yourself, just know that you are enough. You are more than enough. We all are. You are more than enough. Yeah, be calm, be still, and you will know that you need nothing else in this world to tell you that you're enough because you were born enough what a great way
0: to end it so thank you guys again for joining us for another episode of perfectly imperfect it would mean the absolute world to us if you could go ahead and rate and subscribe to us on itunes so that our episodes get downloaded straight to your phone every tuesday and you can hear us talk and babble and giggle <laughs> yeah so we will talk to you guys next week bye Bye. bye.